Hello, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 94, the what's and how's of time blocking. All right, so you probably have heard of time blocking before. It's, I feel like I've been in this industry for 10 years now, a little over 10 years, and I always notice certain terms or phrases will get really popular and they'll trend. And time blocking is not something that's super new if you're in the entrepreneurial or small business world. So it's something that those of us who follow those podcasts and coaches and such have been talking about for a while. But I have seen sort of a crossover sort of into mainstream. So I'm noticing now that more and more people are talking about time blocking. So obviously, we know what time blocking is. But It's one of those things where you're like, but do I really know what it is? So I decided to go ahead and do an episode on it and give you my take on a time blocking technique. So in this episode, I'm going to answer what is it, how to do it. I'll give you some examples and also some important things to remember. So my apologies. I had a absolute horrific sneezing fit like three minutes before I hit the record. So I am going to get through this. I owe you guys an episode from last week. Um, I'm trying to get back to launching an episode a week again with this podcast because you guys are just simply awesome. I love my followers. And uh, the reason (laughs) that I didn't get one out last week is because I was actually out of town and uh, moving my mom, my aunt, and my precious 95-year-old grandmother. I think I said she was 96 recently, but she's really 95, Um, from Las Vegas, Nevada to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is our hometown. Now, if you've ever moved family, and especially when you're, or they're going through like that transitionary phase where they're really having to downsize, it can be challenging. But of course, not to disappoint with my family, it became like excruciatingly challenging. So I thankfully did not do this alone. My youngest brother, um, his wife, um, my cousin, her husband, we were an awesome, awesome team last week getting them to move because they originally were supposed to go into one house and at the very last minute decided that they were going to live separate. And so we had this very complex move that we had to organize for them um, across state lines with a 95-year-old woman who has uh, very limited mobility and needs constant around-the-clock care. And yeah, we we managed to get it done. Um, I'm not going to lie, I came out sort of a little beat up after this move, it, it was pretty challenging. So we got it done. And um, I was super excited to get back home, not gonna lie, and get back to my normal routine. So we made it happen. Funny story, though, like, this is just an example that I had to share. But like, my mom insisted on taking items from the pantry. And I was like, I just at this point, I was kind of just done. So I was like, everything that you want to pack from the pantry needs to go on the kitchen table. I'm going to 
assess and take a look at things real quick because she was packing things like honey and I'm like, mom, you can't pack honey in a box. And she's like, well, it's not opened, hasn't been used. And I'm like, it it doesn't matter. Like if it gets smushed or broken, the last thing you want to clean up is honey. It'll ruin everything. It's almost impossible, especially if like you have a blender or, you know, different things in the box. But she was also packing an unopened box or excuse me, an open box of macaroni and cheese. And I was like, no, no, this can go in the trash. So just to give you a little sample of what I was faced with last week. So anyway, back to the podcast. So again, time blocking. We know what this is, right? I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, something that's like, so such a hard thing to figure out. But Then when we say, okay, how are we going to apply that to our life? Like, how are we going to be really great time blockers? It can get a little like, eek, what what do we do here? What do I do? So I like to keep things simple. And I'm going to, again, give you my perspective on it, give you some tips on how I do things. But also, it's going to base around my time management journal, because ultimately, that is what time blocking is. Now, one of the things I'll say first before I get started and jump in this is one of the things I do kind of like get irked about, especially when it comes to um, coaching sessions or our small business podcasts or, or things that are aimed towards entrepreneurs is that they seem to only focus on business, on work. Now, if you're a follower of mine and you've uh, listened to any of my episodes on my time management journal, I remind you that you are a whole person. Yeah, sometimes it's easy to focus on just one area of your life, but just like when it comes to organizing, I don't want you to only focus on your home. I want you to focus on like a whole life organization process. The same applies to time blocking. A lot of times time blocking is only focused on your work bucket. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm referring to buckets, again, I encourage you to go back, do a scan, listen to some of the episodes that I go over when it comes to um, time management journal. And that way I don't have to like bore the people that have heard me talk about it forever. But anyway, I want you to remember when it comes to time blocking and scheduling that you are again a whole person. I don't want you to hyper-focus on one bucket, your work bucket. And that's what a lot of people out there teaching this technique tend to do. And it kind of irks me. And sometimes I'll be sitting in a class and I'll just want to like raise my hand. But alas, I do not. I know I can be a little bit too much of a know-it-all. So I just keep my mouth shut. And I'm like, I'll just tell my listeners on my podcast. So what is time blocking? We'll start with that. So Simply, it's just scheduling a time to focus on one task or activity at a time, a time block. So you're just, you have a time block in your life where you're not focusing on other different things. You're focused on the task at hand. Now, just like with organization and habits and routines, I'm going to give you some examples where you naturally time block. The biggest one being is sleeping. When you are sleeping, are you able to do anything else? No. You are focusing on that one thing. You have a set schedule 
or if you don't, you should have a set schedule on when to sleep and nothing else can get done during that time. That's your time block when you're sleeping. The same could be said about driving. Now, I know, and I'm just going to give a disclaimer here that yes, with some of these other ones, and I'm guilty of this too, I'm like, oh, for driving, that's like when I make all of my phone calls and stuff is when I'm driving, hands-free, of course. Um, but I, it really should honestly just be focused on driving. Now, shower, I mean, yeah, could you do other stuff in the shower? Maybe, but likely not. I mean, you can't exactly like take your phone in the shower and do text messages, but showering is a time where you simply focus on that. That is your time to get in the shower. And other appointments. So if you're getting, you know, your teeth cleaned, if you are at a doctor's appointment, if you're at a, a any other type of appointment, generally, that time is spent focusing on that task at hand. So that's an example of a time block. I mean, have you ever tried to look at your phone while your dentist is cleaning your teeth? They're not super impressed with you if you try to do that. So sometimes I've, I've like if they the hygienist can hear my phone, she's like, do you want to check it real quick? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> just, just keep the teeth cleaning coming. So again, just giving you some Nat, some examples of natural things that you do when you time block. Like basically, you have this time of the day set aside where you're focused at that task or at that activity. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about multitasking for a second. Because let's be, I'm going to be really honest here. I, I do kind of pride myself on multitasking. Always have. I know I'm not alone out there. And sometimes I'm like, I can do you know, two different things at once. And on the flip side, I also kind of get annoyed when I see other people sort of multitasking. For instance, I cannot stand it when you're trying to talk to somebody and they're on their cell phone, whether it's child, spouse, friend, whoever. And I especially grates, it especially grates on my nerves when they say, keep talking, I can hear you. And I'm like, no, you can't. I trust me, you can't. You're not, if you're texting, you cannot be listening like how I need you to listen right now. So a lot of times I'll just like, depending on who the person is, just be like, nope, I'll wait, just finish what you're doing. And then I'll tell you what I need to tell you because, and I challenge you to kind of test this in your own life is that when you do try to do that, like, for instance, if someone is texting and you're trying to explain, hey, I need XYZ done, and they get done of the text, they're generally going to have questions for you. So they're going to have follow-up questions. So for me, it's super annoying to have to repeat myself multiple times. I'd rather just tell you all at once when you're off the phone. But I mean, I can also sort of trick myself in thinking like, oh, I can like do a phone call while cook, cook dinner and also kind of answer some emails. Yeah, not really. I mean, to be quite honest, what I'm really doing when I'm doing um, all of those different tasks is that I'm just kind of giving a half effort to everything. I'm not really, nothing is really getting my full attention. And sometimes when that happens, mistakes happen or I have to repeat something, or I have forgotten something. So 
being really honest, it's actually not a great thing to be a multitasker. And you can Google this, but I have read this. I've read many, many articles about this. And they honestly, they have convinced me. And I again, I've seen it in my own life, even though I do like to sort of pat myself on the back and like, oh, I can multitask. But by being really honest with myself and the research that I've done, our brains really are not designed to multitask. Our brains really are designed to focus on one task at a time. And yes, like we can, especially those of us who are mothers, I can be in a room handling something And at the same time, be listening to my children, you know, two rooms away and aware of what's sort of going on and knowing like, is that cry a cry that I need to handle? Or is that just like they're fighting with their sibling cry? And so um, I can also just be aware, like having a conversation with a friend, say at lunch, but kind of be aware of the couple having the argument at the table, you know, seven tables away. Yes. But again, our brains really are designed to be very productive. And again, to focus on time. I think that other stuff, that peripheral sort of awareness is really kind of created just to like, so that we're aware of like any danger that's coming or anything. I think there's, again, don't quote me on this, do your own research um, when it comes to this. But bottom line is our brains really are designed to focus on one task at a time. Okay, this time blocking, let me tell you, is a fantastic way to increase productivity in your life. If you have done it, or there are tasks, like naturally there will be tasks that you just love to do. For instance, mine is cooking. I love to cook, and I can I actually can cook multiple meals at once. Like I can go in and do tonight's dinner and prep for some meals for tomorrow just because, you know, if I'm chopping onions, I'll just chop a little extra to throw in for tomorrow night's dish or whatever. Um, If I'm cooking, you know, ground beef on the stove, I can do a, a separate pan of it again to get ready for other meals. Like there are things that I can do at once, get super hyper productive and focus on things and like I said, it's a really, really great way to just get a lot of stuff done in a short amount of time. So I would definitely take a look at your own life. There's probably areas of things that you're like, dude, I'm a master at that. Like I can get that done like nobody's business. And um, kind of take a note from those things that you do naturally that you really do enjoy doing, and that you're able to sort of you know, kind of uh, put out other activities, get them out of your way, and just kind of hyper focus on that one area, you'll see a difference in like how productive that you can be with those items. All right, so by time blocking, you are hyper focusing on the task or activity without distractions to get a lot of work done. So let's talk about that. And I'm going to get into that in just a second about those distractions because there's a lot to say about that. So how, how do you time block? Like, how do you do it? This is great. I, I get it. Just scheduling time with yourself to get tasks and activities done. But how do you do it? Again, I'm going to give you my perspective because my perspective 
makes you look at the whole person. So if you're sitting, if you've heard of this technique again, and you're sitting in a a coaching class or on a coaching call or listening to a podcast that's focused on like business or or entrepreneurship, a lot of times, like I said, it's only focused on business. And sometimes I'll go through some of these classes or, or whatever, and I'm like thinking like, do they not realize like people have kids they have to pick up at school and like grocery shopping needs to get done and who's taking the dog to the vet for his follow-up appointment? Like there's a lot of stuff that gets done. And sometimes when I see examples of time blocking from a business perspective, I'm like, there's no time to do anything else. And I think that's why sometimes these techniques kind of fall flat, because again, they're not taking the whole person into consideration. And that's really what I want to focus on. So again, this is taken from my time management journal, go back, scan some past episodes, and I encourage you to listen. So you can really hear what I talk about. But in my time management journal, I have you focus on just three different steps to organize your time. And it is brainstorm, prioritize, and plan. So when you go through the three different steps, you're, you're ready for the planning. That's where the time blocking comes in. All right, a couple of things to note here. All right, I want you to take specific tasks, specific, not, you know, something very general. I want you to be very specific with these tasks. I want you to think of them as working towards a goal. If you've ever heard of SMART goals, um, definitely look it up. This is sort of a technique that I apply in my own life. It SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relatable, and timely. So I won't go into that in depth, but again, take some time, look it up to see what I'm talking about. But basically... What a SMART goal is, is you take something, a goal that you have in one of your time buckets, and then you break it down into smaller steps. So it has to be specific. Like it it can't just be, and I've used the the example of like running a marathon, like I'm going to run a marathon by, you know, next summer. You have to take the steps, especially if you've never run a mile in your life. Maybe starting with buying some good tennis shoes um, downloading a really good training app on your phone, getting a coach, um, you know, starting to maybe run a mile, uh, different things that you have to do to train to be able to achieve that goal. So you want to break them down in very small and specific steps and things that need to be uh, that there's that there's a time limit to they have to relate to your life. Um they, you have to be able to attain this. Like you, if you're starting this goal in November and you're not in the best shape and you're saying, I'm going to run it, the rock and roll marathon in Vegas in December, mm, probably not going to happen. So you actually need some time to plan out these goals. And you do that by planning, putting in your daily plan, very specific steps you are going to take. Now, With time blocking, I know, again, it's taught out there to do really specific times. I disagree with that to a certain extent. Now, I do believe that you should have like a start time. So for instance, I kind of have my morning routine that I go through. And right around 9 or 10 o'clock, depending on what I have for the day, 
is really when I start to focus on work. Again, that's one of the the wonderful, brilliant things of being an entrepreneur and small business owner is that you can kind of adjust your smart or your start times and your end times of your day sometimes, not all the time. But again, I usually start about nine or 10, depending on what the day has, what all of my priorities are for the day, and I'll get started. Now, do I say, okay, I need to end work by three o'clock in the afternoon? No. That's where I kind of disagree with some of the time blocking techniques out there. What I do instead is I focus on a specific task and when I'm done, I move on. So say tomorrow morning, I'm going to get a 9 a.m. start on some work tasks. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I work on them in order. And then when I am done, I'll move on to the next thing that's on my daily plan. So that's something for you to consider. If I were to set a time, set aside time, like if I were to say, well, from nine to, I'm going to work nine to 12 tomorrow and I got stuff done like at 1115, what am I doing for 45 minutes? If I'm like, well, I have nothing planned for 45 minutes. It's kind of a dangerous time because a few things happen. First and foremost, I'm probably not as productive if I've given myself way too big of a time block because I may not be as like hyper-focused and like, let me get this stuff done so I can move on to the next thing in my life. Um, Also, if I am really busy and I've just really worked my tail off and, you know, 12 o'clock comes and I'm not quite finished It's really hard to just stop sometimes some of these projects that we have or for dealing with clients or different things, things that we have to do. So I I generally have an idea, of course, in my head about how long these specific tasks are going to take, but I don't put a time limit on it like an end time. I generally know about when it's going to end and I just give myself a start time. Now... A few examples I'm going to give of time blocking that I work on for myself. So podcasts. So I like actually getting an episode out a week. Does it always happen? No. Last week, did I think I could go sneak in a bedroom and record an episode? Yeah, I did. Did I, was I just really wrong? Yes, I was. It's okay. So I give myself a little bit of grace with that, but for podcasting, I know that I have a day in the week where I work on brainstorming ideas. So I'll go through emails. I'll go through um, the podcasts now are allowing you to ask questions, which is something I'm kind of getting new and familiar with. Um, so I'll go through emails. I'll go through Instagram DMs once in a while, um, kind of clean out my DMs and sort of take note of what listeners have reached out to ask about, kind of get topics from you guys. And then I go through a process of taking a topic, doing a very broad outline, and then I do my detailed notes the week of. So if I am recording a podcast this week, so I did one time blocking, my detailed notes were done the week of, and then I record. I wish I could get in a little bit better of a space to record, but Again, recording a podcast is a little tough because you do have to be aware and not have too much distractions, too many loud noises around you. So I kind of have to record on a day where I know 
it's going to be a little bit quieter. But that is a process. So those specific tasks are things that I need to get done for my podcasts. And it has to be done every week. And I give myself again a goal of getting one episode out to you guys every week. If it doesn't happen, I don't beat myself up over it either. I just continue to get back on track and make that my goal each week. Now for business, and I run a couple of different businesses, I have a process of really focusing on one business at a time. I will tell you, I, for a while, and you know, I do real estate, and then I also have one organized mama, and I also have um, pro organizers coach with Samantha Brown. And what I was doing, I was telling Samantha this year, I, I really was like, I mean, I can, I have the time to, to operate these three different businesses. I've put it on paper. I'm like, yep, I can get this done, but I wasn't getting it done. And one of the things that I realized that I needed to change was I needed to make it a little bit more hyper-focused. So for instance, with business, I only allow myself to focus on one business at a time. Granted, with my real estate, I have clients that need help. They get immediate attention, of course, but there's also sort of an order of priority too. And unfortunately, the podcast is one of the ones that, like I said, if I can't get to it right away, it does kind of get pushed to the back a little bit. Just being 100% honest, I, I hope to change that maybe one day and have that be my main source of income, but we'll see. And so with my businesses, I know which business I am focusing on and the tasks at hand are only focused on that business. So for emails, instead of checking my multiple email accounts, I'm only checking one at a time and I'm going through the emails, cleaning them out, addressing what needs to get addressed at that time. Same things with financials. So I keep our my business financials separate from my personal. So I go through for my business and that's where I focus on business financials. Same with the marketing. So I use um, Facebook for real estate and pro organizers coach and I use Instagram for one organized mama. I don't use all of the different social media channels. And I know if you're in small business and people are out there telling you like, go on every channel, I disagree. I, marketing is incredibly important in your business. But I also like to say marketing is also building relationships. And if you're kind of one of those people that are on a lot of different channels, it's really kind of hard to build those relationships and that rapport with your followers. So I kind of break it down. And again, I have specific things I'm doing on specific social media channels. And you can follow me on any of them. If you want to find me on Facebook, Janelle Verlat, R-A-L-A-T. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's One Organized Mama. And then again, Samantha and I have Pro Organizers Coach. Uh, it's a group on Facebook. Just do a search in the Facebook search. But also client follow-up. I have to really, like I said, my obviously my real estate clients are first and foremost, they get my immediate attention because they have to, especially if we're under contract with something. It's timely and I have a fiduciary duty to really address their needs first and foremost, sometimes even before my own family. So I do have time where I set aside for client follow-up just to make sure everyone's doing what they need to be doing. 
So podcasts in my different businesses are obviously under my work bucket. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to buckets, I encourage you again to go back and listen to some episodes. But what about a home bucket? What's an example of the home bucket? I'm a big meal planner. So generally, I know what we're eating in our home. I love to cook. So I have about two or three meal plans out. So I know what's for dinner the next couple of days each time. So I usually set aside a time, and this is done probably twice a week, where I will look up recipes, I'll make a menu, I'll create a grocery list, and then I shop. And again, this is something that I do generally in one day. So if I know I have a grocery shopping day, I'll usually set aside about an hour before I go grocery shopping to do the meal lookup. I love to try different meals, uh, go through my kitchen, see what I need as far as ingredients, make the list, and then I'll you know go shopping when the time needs to come. So meal planning, that definitely falls under the home bucket. All right. What about the family bucket? Parenting. Okay. So we're finding this in our family again, moving to a new place. And um, so what I like to do is that once a week, we kind of do a family check-in. This is usually done like on Sundays when everyone's home kind of lounging in their pajamas. So sort of do a family chat. This is kind of when my husband, I'm like, hey, what do you have going on this week? And then this is where I update my calendar. And um, I'm trying to do the Google Calendar to share with family where everyone has their own color. It's kind of my goal for 2023. I know I'm a little behind on that. And there's a lot of apps out there for that. But honestly, I cannot, I cannot just, I can't have another app in my life. I just need a simple calendar that just pops up notifications. Um, We had an incident while I was out of town where my uh, middle schooler ended up on a bus to a wrestling tournament out of town. And, uh, kind of called in a panic because he didn't know he was, he didn't know how he ended up on this bus. Long story. I don't know. But anyway, disaster averted. We figured it out. But uh, again, that could have been solved by him giving us an update on some wrestling activities that he was involved in this week. So lesson learned for him. But what about social hobby? That's another time bucket. All right, at the time of this recording, we're coming up on the holidays. Again, can you believe it? So holiday gifts. So that's something that I'm definitely thinking about. So this is really where I plan. I sort of gather things if I need to do shopping. And I schedule the time to wrap gifts or create stuff or put things together for my family. So again, sometimes this can be dedicated in just like one day or an afternoon or a few afternoons back to back. But again, time blocking so that I make sure I get these tasks done in a timely manner. All right. As we start rounding out this episode, a few important things to remember when it comes to time blocking. Avoid distractions. Distraction number one, your cell phone. Did you know, I know I have a lot of uh, younger listeners. I have a lot of millennials. I think millennials actually uh, make up my biggest um, uh, audience, but I know I have a few boomers and Gen Xers out there. And let's tell these younger generations that once upon a time, we were able to get through our day without a cell phone. Like we always laugh about it. Like how did our parents know where we were? How did we know what was going on in the world? 
How did we wake up in the morning? How did we take photos? I mean, we have a lot of different things, but once upon a time, we were able to live without our cell phones. So the best tip I can give you is when you are time blocking and you don't need your phone, I encourage you, put on the charger, leave it in another room. If you can and you're brave enough, turn off the ringer. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not always... I can't always do that because I have like anxiety because these darn phones have made us have anxiety, but no phone, avoid distractions, turn off the TV. If you do need just a little something, put on a little ambient music, like go put your favorite playlist on, kind of keep it low so it's not super distracting. I'm not saying you have to like you know, sit there in like a a torture chamber to get stuff done. Like you can make it a little bit fun, but you generally want to avoid distractions. All right. The next thing to remember are small, small time blocks work best. Just like the example I gave you about not saying like nine to 12, just start with the start time. Know generally what you're going to do when you finish those specific tasks, move on. So again, I... I am not a sitter. I've realized like once upon a time I had a job in a cubicle and I literally got in trouble constantly because I A, couldn't stop talking to my neighbors and B, couldn't stay in my seat. I just can't. I am not a sitter. And um, so I have to be like just doing other stuff. So if you're like me, I really, really encourage you just work in small bursts almost. So small time blocks work best. All right, break down complex, complicated tasks into smaller steps. Remember the SMART goals. Look up SMART goals. There's a lot of really great examples out there. Maybe one day in the future, I'll do a podcast um, specifically on it if it's something you guys would like. But again, taking like running a marathon, that's, that's, I mean, like, you can't, most people just can't get up and run a marathon. Most people need a lot. There's like, 52 steps before you can like run a marathon. So break down those steps, know what those 52 steps are and start with step one, whatever that step is for that complicated task, put that in your daily plan and get it done. And when it's done, move on to step number two. So break things down. You have a side note here. Oh, yes. Flexible. Schedules are meant to be flexible. They're meant to be malleable. They're, you can change them and And that is a great thing with time blocking. Like you do have a lot of time in your day. 24 hours is a lot of time in our day. I know it goes by fast, but it is actually quite a bit of time. And so don't be so regimented where you zap the fun out of your own life and nobody can stand you. Like have some flexibility with things. Like if there's stuff that is not like super high priority and your kid wants you to go out and like play baseball or your daughter needs to be taken to the store to buy a homecoming dress or something like and you forgot to add it in it's okay schedules are flexible if you didn't get everything done in your day that's actually pretty dang common yeah pat yourself on the back if you did i i once in a while will have one of those days where i got everything done on my task list but a lot of times I just don't. And then I just carry over those items to the next day. And if I notice there's an item that keeps getting carried over to too many days, I will take another look at it and really wonder like, is that really something that's that important to me? Because I'm not getting it done. 
So I'll either force myself to get it done if it's something I have to do, or I'll just take it off and like table it for another day. All right. I like to rotate my time blocks with sit slash active. So again, I don't, I don't operate well in a, at a desk job in a cubicle. So I do best sitting at my desk, focusing on like, say, emails. And then I work from home. Primarily, I'll get up and I'll do something active. Like that's when I'll go switch out the laundry or take the dog for a quick walk or whatever. And then once I've done the active thing, I'll sit back down and do focus on a task at hand that is quiet and makes me sit in my seat. All right. Keep your appointments with yourself, just like you keep your appointments with other people. Here's the thing, especially I hate to generalize, but a lot of times moms, we're really bad about this. We put everybody above ourselves and before ourselves, and we just don't have that same kind of commitment to ourselves. So it is really important if you make an appointment with yourself, keep it. Oh, You owe it to yourself. No one else is going to get that task done probably unless you focus on it. So keep your appointments to yourself. And another thing, tell your family. For instance, I've been doing this podcast. So my family is actually home right now. And they know it's podcast recording time. And so guess what? They know. Leave me alone. Don't knock on the door. Don't walk in and try to do a form of sign language that I can't understand. Do not text me. Do not call me. Leave me alone and allow me to finish what I need to finish to get this podcast out. So your family will understand and it's it's okay to put boundaries up with your family a little bit. Trust me. All right, keep a track of progress with writing things down. Again, I know there's like Google Docs, there's tons of apps out there, but I encourage you, this is why I do a time management journal. I encourage you to actually write stuff down. It is really fun to go back and look at where you started. So if you are my marathon runner out there and you're, you started back in April with you know, buying a new pair of running shoes, step number one, and you're at like step number 46, whatever that step is, like maybe, I don't know, running 20 miles. I don't know what that would be. But if you're there, freaking congratulations. Like you are a rock star. And we all have those moments where we should. And if we're not, we need to start moving the needle on some of the goals in our life. And so for that, I say you're creating really good habits because, yay, that's what a lot of this is all about. It's just training ourselves to have really good habits. We don't have to overcomplicate everything. And if you're doing that, you definitely deserve a pat on the back. So, all right, that's what I have to say about time blocking. All right, so a few housekeeping notes before we go. First and foremost, I love my podcast followers. So as you all well know, this is the way podcasting works. I want to grow my audience. But those reviews are really more to reach more people than they than they are like for me. If you really have something you want to say about the podcast, I encourage you to reach out to me. You can follow me on Instagram at one organized mama, shoot me a DM. Um, I do get a lot of crazy weird bazillions of weird DMs. So I do have to go through and weed through, but eventually I get to you. 
send me an email. Um, if you have any questions or suggestions, I, I love to hear your guys' ideas on topics. In fact, I believe I have an episode coming up on uh, on listener questions that you guys have sent me over the past few months. So I'll be um, doing that episode soon. But do me a favor again when it comes to the podcast. A really good review helps me grow it. And what I encourage you guys to do is leave a comment with something that you learned, something that can tell a future audience member out there like, hey, if this is something that you struggle with, listen to this podcast because it helped me in this way. That really means the world to me. Now, I try not to have a million commercials on this podcast, but I do have to monetize it and make it worth my time so that my husband (laughs) doesn't comment about my very time-consuming hobby that I do. So I like to give people something. So if I ask you for something, then I like to give you something. And the what I decided to do was create an Etsy store to help you create really good habits in your life with a lot of the techniques that I talk about. So it's as simple as going to Etsy, just type in one organized mama, follow the store, But in there, I'll have printables that I've created. And the current printables I have are ones that I created for clients. I had a lot of fun doing this when I worked with clients in their homes. And I wanted to get them in the habits of really good techniques for time management organization for their whole lives. So go over there, pick out your favorite printable, and then come back to the podcast. And the printable is... It has the same exact name as a podcast episode and listen to that. It's almost like a little mini coaching session. You can listen to that podcast episode every time or anytime you'd like as many times as you'd like. And then I want you to take that printable and I want you to put it somewhere where you see it all the time. Bathroom mirror, back of your closet door, on your refrigerator, in your planner, it doesn't matter but I want you to put it in a place that it reminds you to incorporate some of these great time management techniques, if I do say so myself, so humbly, and organization techniques into your whole life. So again, a way for me to give you a little something and I keep them super, super, super inexpensive. So go to the Etsy store, One Organized Mama, and pick them out. And like I said, listen to the corresponding podcast episode. That's it. That's all I have for this time. Thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.